Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Tell you, Kaprabi Saf, Park Saf, be here, hey, and coffee be here. Yeah, from Mackenzie's Pharmacy. Lovely, strong coffee. Give it to the Mufti. Hey, you'll like it. Very strong indeed, uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And how can this be even more of an ochen? What is your Mufti? Waalaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Shafat, a blessed, a good Friday. You know, no Black Friday business here. Uh, I'm I'm in Cape Town, so uh, I just speak about coffee. You know, I didn't have coffee for a couple of years now because of the medication that I'm on. The caffeine doesn't agree with the. Uh, medication, you know, so you enjoy your coffee, inshallah. Yeah, this is a new coffee. It's a new brand from McKinsey Pharmacy. Yeah, next time when you come, you know, we can just do a little bit of Cheetos and you can enjoy it, inshallah. Looking at all your <laughs> questions, uh, <laughs> questions coming through, it says, Assalamu alaikum. Is it permissible to use uh, pictures of females, etc., on WhatsApp business accounts for marketing Mufti Saab? Yes, Shafat, we see this happening nowadays, people sending, you know, business accounts on WhatsApp. Uh, so what they do, they use it for advertising platforms as well. So in the process, they'll be sending uh, pictures of females without hijab, without, you know, not properly covered, etc. And then pictures in itself also. So uh, that is not permissible uh, using this, you know, although it is a marketing tool, we shouldn't fall prey uh, to the trends and customs of the other denominations out there. Islam has its own specific rules. And uh, secondly, there'll be no baraka in, uh, in transactions and in business uh, that is uh, actually promoting things that is haram and things uh, that is uh, not permissible, you know. So if you want to do something properly, uh, discuss with your local scholar what is the best way, because the chapter of business indeed is a very, very vast chapter, you know, and everyone is out there to make uh, a few bucks, but in, at the end of the day, you want uh, money that has a baraka in it uh, that will be uh, value, you know, it will have substance and not uh, money that has been uh, deprived and void of complete baraka from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakallah for that, uh yeah, the abstinence from evil is better than doing good. Remember that, people. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. I'm trying to revive, uh, revive a sunnah at home. What uh, did Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam use on his hair? Hey, I don't tell them amla oil, Mufti Sab. <laughs> no, amla oil is for the subcontinent. Uh, you know, so yes. One of the most neglected uh, sunnas is uh, that actually of uh, adornment and beautification uh, that we often hear about how Rasulullah ate and what he ate, etc., and how he slept. But uh, we forget that he used to apply oil uh, to his hair as well, you know, so expensive oils. Uh, olive oil is uh, there that a person uh, can use because it is a, a blessed oil, you know, and that oil infused with oud also. And then there's almond oil also that uh, a person can use. Uh, whatever oil a person use, we must remember that Kana ala Rasi, that Rasulullah used to pour it, uh, on his head, you know, so not a dab it like we would apply. Literally, you could see that his hair was quite oily. And some of the benefits of that chafad, that it cools down the brain as well. It protects uh, the hair and the, the scalp, etc., from harmful UV rays, if you uh, compare it with science today now. And in that way, it cools the brain also. So it's very, very good to apply oil. It is a sunnah of Rasulullah, I would advise that a person starts by using a good quality uh, olive oil. Gee. Well, you heard that, uh, people. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't dab it. 
take the half a bottle and drop it there and give it a lack of massage. Yeah, comb it too. And just use some towels for that. And I, I remember Mufti Saab, I spoke uh, to, uh, you know, the uh, barbers. Uh, we got them uh, by the tons in the country. And I told him, oh, which is the best oil to use on the hair? And he told me, you know, Shafat Bhai, uh, use a uh, mustard oil. Very good. Mustard oil. Yeah. But as you said, Mufti Saab, I've been dabbing it. Yeah. Now I need to take the half a bottle. And, okay. I'll take your advice. I'll let you know what's, uh, what's going on, Mufti Saab. Making a lot of sense, yeah. you know. Keeping away the UV rays and cooling up the brains and so forth. Jazakallah khair for that. Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. If the husband has a custody of the kids, uh, can he prevent the mother from seeing her, Mufti? That is completely wrong. Either parent who, who receives custody of the children should not uh, keep the other one, the other spouse away. The children will grow up eventually and uh, they will look at their parent with disdain. They will think their parent kept us uh, from our other parent, you know, so that is completely wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not permitted uh, that. Yes, if there are certain extreme cases where uh, perhaps the mother is an open plastic or the mother is an open sinner, drug abuser, substance abuser, uh, consuming liquor, and then of course we need to have supervised visitations then uh, you're in a controlled environment, and even at that point also, we should not keep the children away uh, from uh, their parents uh, because uh, that, uh, they have to grow up to see uh, who their parents are, you know, and, and that way they will identify and recognize uh, these parents. And if the person is a pious person also, then, of course, do not keep uh, the mother away. Do not keep the father away uh, from your children as well. That is a right that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has afforded to the parent, Jesus. Uh, should uh, Muslims uh, refrain uh, from saying Black Friday, Mufti? Shafat, we were just saying now, you know, that it's a blessed Friday, it's a Juma, it's a uh, Mubarak day, a blessed day for a believer. So what's like Black Friday? People have to look at the origin of a Black Friday uh, to understand what was the original Black Friday. We used to trade slaves on a particular day, you know, the, uh, in the days of slavery, when slavery was still right. And if you look at the pictures and you look at uh, the annals of history, you see there's abhorrent practice uh, that used to be right amongst uh, the countries, then you won't even condone or use a word like a Black Friday. So for Muslims, we have to be positive, we have to be up early, we have to be surakaf, perform ghusl, etc. All these things go early to the masjid. We should not be engaged in things like this. Yes, if we have time after Jum'ah, then uh, the Quran says, you know, that Sirul Fuad Qabtahu, Go to uh, travel through the earth and seek what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept you from sustenance. So picking up a special or two of something that you really need and uh, require, uh, there's no harm in it also. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. My husband has taken a second wife without asking me and has made her live in the same suburb as me. This really makes me angry. Do I have any recourse in the matter, Mufti? Uh, we have to understand first and foremost you know, that the husband does not require the permission of the wife when he wants to remarry. Uh, so that is from a pure Shari perspective. However, there's ethical issues involved here. It would be good also and wise to discuss the matter with your wife, even if she does not consent. Who will consent out there, Shafat? Who wants to give permission to the wife, uh, to the husband to take a second wife? Just so those females are very, very rare in society today. But nevertheless, he does not need your permission and you do not have sufficient grounds or also 
for any forms of recourse with regard to annulment of a marriage. Uh, he has not imposed on your privacy by making her stay in the same house. Uh, she is staying in the same suburbs, and it makes sense also uh, if you take the cost of petrol, etc., and living expenses in uh, account today, then you don't want to be so far. If a calamity happens at one place, at least uh, you won't be so far from you, you know. So yes, it will cause a little grief and hurt uh, in the beginning. Even the wives of Rasulullah, you know, uh, they were also females, and they had to learn and uh, uh, to cope, uh, cope and coexist with one another. So give it some time, make abundance of vicar in Istifar, and inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make you all one big happy family. I mean, uh, if uh, Quranic verses is uh, not allowed on gravestones, uh, then uh, can we at least uh, write the names of the deceased on it, Mufti Saab? Yes, you know, we cannot put Quranic verses on grace because it will be desecrated, it will be disrespected, people will trample over it, etc. You know, uh, cats and dogs will come and urinate on it, and all these other things. So that is the part of Islam. What we can do to identify a grave is put a marker there, and the best marker is to put a nameplate there so that you can identify in future where your loved ones, your near ones, and your dear ones uh, has been buried. So that Islam is uh, permitted shafat, but also nothing offense, you know. We shouldn't follow the customs of uh, the Western civilization by building big, big basolians uh, and gravestones and all these uh, walls, etc., around the graves. Just keep it simple. Rasulullah used to put a, just a stone. He took a normal stone and put it on the grave of Uthman bin Mad'un, radiyallahu So that is how simple the matter is, G. Uh, Mufti, uh, any advice for us uh, regarding the new kidnapping trend? Allah protect all our people are there, our business people, our Muslim community and others as well. Uh, it is not a new trend. Uh, people must remember this. This has been coming on for long. Uh, perhaps it has been underreported now because of high-profile cases and people being uh, kidnapped and children as well. So we will see an increase in this. All we can do is ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection. And the best protection, uh, Shafat, is to read Salatul Fajr. Because man salla Salatul Fajr, if whosoever reads Salatul Fajr on time, he will be under the divine protection uh, of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No amount of bodyguards can save you uh, when the decree of Allah comes to pass. You know, but Allah's protection is there and it is guaranteed uh, through the blessed lips of Rasulullah. Rasulullah So give abundance in charity. See, uh, sometimes uh, we were encouraging the people to give charity in Shafat, and uh, they look at you with this thing, you know, they look at, uh, down upon you. But now they have to pay millions and millions in ransom for your hard-earned money, money that you've worked for your entire life. You have to give it to a bunch of thugs, uh, and it could have been spent in a better avenue. So Allah make it easy and protect us all here. Mufti, is it uh, permissible for teenage girls uh, to dye their hair? It is permissible, Shafat, as long as those teenage girls, they refrain from all these psychedelic colors, you know, purple, green, and all. You see, it's festive season now, so they'll be looking like uh, muscle claws and center claws and all these red, white, bunny colors. So that is not uh, permissible. We shouldn't follow the trends of Western civilization. You choose the colors that uh, Islam is permitted, you know. So for young female uh, girls, if they want to uh, die there, yes, it is permissible, G. Why can't uh, a person request uh, that his loan be paid uh, back according to the current inflation rate, uh, Mufti? A very, very good question, Shafat. You know, people have been asking around that uh, they gave, for example, 10 grand, uh, they gave it 10 years ago, and today the value of the 10,000 rand is only worth three or 4,000 rand. 
So what, what did Islam do with regards to loan and why does Islam say you can only pay back that same amount? Because anything extra that you add to the principal uh, amount that was loaned, uh, that will be considered as usually interest and riba as we know it. So what Islam has recognized, Islam has not uh, uh, taken value in consideration, meaning inflation, but Islam has taken quantity and magnitude in consideration. So the same amount that you've borrowed uh, those uh, uh, decades ago, that is the same amount that you have to uh, repay back. Yes, uh, perhaps uh, people will think that it's unfair because uh, the borrower will lose out because his money is uh, worthless and useless today. But then again, we're trading in paper currency and not the actual gold and silver. If we were trading in gold and silver, your, your gold would have been worth exactly today what it was uh, those days ago. So that is part of the deception of the job by trading in paper currencies. So only take back the amount that you have borrowed and not a single cent extra again. Yeah, uh, paper currency, Bitcoin, and yeah, plastic, all finished. Allah declares war on you three. Allah declares war on people that do not obey divine decree. Yes, Mufti Sab, you can, I know you can give me a five-hour lecture on that, but we're moving on. Uh, This question says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Uh, can we remain friends with murtads? We cannot remain friends with those who became the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot do that. You know, these are people who renegated, they rejected Islam, they rejected Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after having been blessed uh, with the bounty and boon of Iman. So with such people, I always tell the people, the only ties you can keep with people who is renegated is uh, the tie of da'wah. Meaning recalling them back to Islam so they can revert back to Islam. There's no social gatherings, social meetings, and being friends and um, carrying on like uh, nothing has happened, you know, because then the lana of Allah, the curse of Allah will come on you also. So you have to be very stern and use wisdom at the same time by calling them, and you, have, you don't have to stop. You can continue until they leave this world, but you have to continue uh, re inviting them towards Islam. That is the only duty and the responsibility uh, you have with people who became Murtabs. I don't know if I asked you this question. Why can't a person request his loan to be paid back according to the current inflation rate? I don't think I asked you that, Mufti. Yes, yes. You, we just uh, touched on it about uh, two, three questions ago. Okay. All right, we've done that, uh, people. Hey, I tell you, when the screen runs up and down, then I get, hey, it mesmerizes me. Yeah. Yeah, this is right. You said pointing there. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Uh, can Muslims uh, be Christmas-themed? Uh, uh, food. Uh, can Muslims uh, buy Christmas-themed uh, food uh, goodies? And there you find uh, where MBFs has taken over. He's allowed Christmas carols. He's allowed everything Christmas to be flaunted in the. I, I don't know what to say, Mufti Sab. Let's leave that aside. But can uh, Muslims uh, buy Christmas-themed uh, food goodies? Uh, you see, uh, Shafat, we have to speak about, I'm so glad you brought up that point of uh, MBS, you know. Yes, he's allowing everything nowadays in the hope of uh, making 2030 a vision. Uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to disgrace him because he's doing it on the most sacred of lands, uh, you know, Jujirat or Arab. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been the protector and will be the protector of the holy lands. And uh, this has been evident uh, through time in the memorial. But nevertheless, buying Christmas-themed food goodies, you'll see now your Santa Clauses and your chocolates and this and marshmallows. So people need to be very, very careful. Uh, you know, some will come and say that but the ingredients uh, is from a permissible nature. So that doesn't mean anything. We have our specific uh, uh, duties. Uh, we are people of Iman. We do not engage in the festivals 
of non-believers. So you're supporting uh, their festivals by purchasing such goods. Although the ingredients might say it is halal, there might be a halal stamp on on some of these things also, but it doesn't mean that it, uh, you can consume it. Uh, so it forms part of their, their uh, Christmas uh, celebrations. So it has religious connotations as well. So we need to be very, very careful. A person can exit Islam uh, if he purchase such stuff, you know, uh, because some people get so engrossed in Shafat and they get so so captured uh, by these uh, Christmas theme uh, goodies. Uh, just the other day, person was asking me, can it's uh, is permissible to put up a Christmas tree because it is only a tree and it is the festive season. So how do you answer uh, these people? It is because of living uh, what Western uh, uh, or in Western civilization that people become uh, where they separate Islam from from uh, from uh, Western civilization. You know, so they they, they uh, sort of uh, just blend everything together, and uh, at the end of the day, you don't even know if they're Muslim anymore. So Allah protect us, please. Yes, sir, Mufti Saba. This question says, uh, will the commission I receive uh, selling insurance policies uh, be halal? So we're selling something that is not permissible in the first place. We're selling something that is impermissible insurance uh, uh, policies because it contains elements of gambling. It contains uh, interest usury and uh, it contains harm and horror and darar and deception and all these other things. You know, uh, insurance is a completely different subject that people know out there that sometimes when you claim you don't get what you claim for. So there you've been deceived uh, and then uh, you're getting more than what you've paid for. So interest has been added there. So now you're selling uh, these things, uh, something which is haram, so your income of that will not be a halal also. So uh, that money that you earn through selling uh, or commission uh, through selling uh, insurance policies, that money you will have to give away in charity. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. Can a struggling Muslim couple give uh, their child up for adoption? It's not permissible to give uh, our children uh, up for adoption. Shabbat, I always say that animals don't even throw away their kids, you know, so, but the human kind is so completely different now. These people giving up because of a little bit of difficulty, uh, then they want to give up their children for adoption. If you cannot cope and manage, then ask your extended family, uh, to support you financially, you know, but don't give your child up for adoption. There's no legal adoption, uh, in Islam in the first place. So a person should not do this. The same child you are throwing away, one day you look up and you'll regret. And, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make it such that you want to receive children in the future also you'll be able to be and give birth to children and then what you're going to do you're going to live a lonely life so the people before us have struggled our parents have struggled with large and large families so similarly that you're not the first people welcome to be the Amina Rusuli see you're not the first person struggling in the world and you won't be the last person also that uh, put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their sustenance comes before your sustenance that you should remember that Allah says we sustain them and you, so they are sustained before you are sustained, and the, the barakah of their sustenance will reach to you also. I mean, I mean, uh, Mufti Saba, this uh, question says, uh, uh, Mufti, have you heard about the metaverse? Uh, what are your thoughts? Hey, Facebookers are talking to you, Mufti. Uh, did I hear about metaverse? I yes. think it's a new name, uh, or yes, the metaverse, yes, yes, uh, uh, that's a new it. name. Uh, I, I, Yes, uh, you know, that uh, I, I read about it, I heard about it also. So that is the future that you will be captured in a digital world. You'll have an avatar there that will most probably uh, have lifelike qualities as well. So that is to make people interact. So all of this is part of the deception of the Dajjal. Uh, people are already spending so much time. You just see your screen report at the end of the week, and you will see it is up to 30%, 40%. Your average daily is five, six hours on, on one little device. 
We struggle to give one hour in Salah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let alone a zikr in Quran, etc. So now you're going into metaverse. So uh, all this is part of the deception. It is there to track you. It is uh, there to monitor you. It is there to listen to your conversation, etc. So people need to be very, very wary. You know, everyone wants to be part of it. And uh, they, they, they fear of missing out. So because of that, Shafat, they want to be inclusive and they go into all these uh, silly apps that uh, the Kufari has created uh, to, to engage uh, the Muslims in, you know, and to occupy them and to take away their spirituality. So I wouldn't advise people to, to uh, enter into these platforms. See. Yeah, people, the avatar. Yeah, you want to become a matrix too? Mm-hmm. All this shaitan <laughs> uh, magroor. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, hey, Mufti, another topic. Another 10 hours required from you. Yeah. Uh, Allahu Akbar. Uh, okay. Uh, can a person ask someone else to perform istikara salah on their behalf? Hey, passing the buck, Mufti Saab. Uh, yes, sometimes because I don't know what the reason would be, but it's best if you perform your own istikhara salah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show you in a dream. But if you don't have the ability or for some reason you seek, etc., uh, you can appoint someone else. But if you do appoint someone else, then only appoint someone uh, that you trust completely to perform this particular salah for you because you're going to uh, tell the person in uh, the first place, you're going to tell him, you're going to divulge your secrets, you know, why you need of istikhara salah. So that also you need to have a trustworthy person to perform it for you, G. Mufti, as they say, flate, flate on story is eight. Alhamdulillah, the time has caught up with us. Uh, perhaps your parting words this morning, Mufti Saab. Allah, Allah make it easy. It's blessed uh, Friday, Shafat. And uh, good luck with your Jalsa proceedings as well. That uh, We'll speak a bit later, me and you. Uh, I think we'll have the rest of the day for ourselves also. So Allah make it easy for all, for all of us. And Allah release those that have been kidnapped from the, uh, the, the people that is keeping them. So Mufti Saab, you'll be there. And uh, must I get you that Rogni uh, Nan or must I get you that... Uh, <laughs> Hey, what do you want? You want steak and prawns? Shafat, I'm on a complete uh, diet, you know, that uh, three stems they've inserted into me, so now I've got six, a complete six-pack. So uh, I'm eating here stuff that I never thought possible, you know, no oil ghee, no naan, no kandahari naan, no nihari, nothing. Uh, but, you know, life is the uh, is deception, so this will only uh, keep on a little while, and then when we feel better, we'll go back to our roots, G. Okay, Mufti Saab, always a pleasure having you. Allah keep you. Allah bless you. Allah give you the best of health, inshallah, to serve the Ummah. Amen. And uh, you are doing, uh, you know, a sterling work also. Keep Allah embracing. I'm running to the airport now to fly down to you, Mufti Saab. And uh, you have a blessed uh, day ahead. We'll, we'll hug each other soon, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum to you. Amen. Yeah, Mufti Ibrahim Smith there, people. And uh, Jazakallah Khair to you, you and you for sending in all your questions. Uh, Yusuf Asmar, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, to my top tech. Look at the questions there, Yusuf. How many we didn't do? Quite a few, eh? Keep it, keep it, yeah. Put it in our files and inshallah we will use it. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.